Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. That is review spelt R-E-V-U-E, because we are, of course, a part of the Review Podcast Network. And that crackling sound (laughs) is the sound of our drink of the podcast. Uh, In our year in review special, we talk about all types of um, fictional universes that we've talked about before, and we go through all the different um, updates, news, news. new additions to these universes that have come out over the past year. So we're not going with a beer or drink that ties into any one universe. Instead, we're going with a crazy matchup, matchup rather, Prestige Worldwide is the name of this beer from Alternate Ending. And it is a mashup of what happened if maybe the stepbrothers become the <laughs> characters from Talladega Nights, kind of playing <laughs> off in like the Will Ferrell universe. So um, we are drinking our beer and now, I guess that means we should probably start off the podcast. My name is Ed. And I'm Matt. And I'm Will. With us today is Will from the Review, Ready, Set, Review. That's the flagship <laughs> of the Review Podcast Network, Ready, flagship. Set, Review. Although you're going to rebrand. Have you guys done that yet? We haven't done that yet. I think I'm going to wait uh, until episode 100, which we're only about like nine episodes away from. Yeah, I was going to say. We're, we're yeah. Fantastic. Can't wait. All right. So, um, if you've uh, listened to our um review uh, special before, a year in review special before, you know that what we do is we talk, we start with um, the universes that we've gone through in previous episodes, and then we talk about anything new that has come out. And right off the bat, we can start with our first episode. It's been a huge uh, update to the Alien versus Predator versus Blade Runner universe. And that is not only have there been Alien and Predator Marvel comics that have been really great and extending the, law, the lore of both those universes, we have Prey, which in my opinion was the best Predator movie since the original one. Hands down. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah, Prey, uh, Prey blew my mind in a lot of ways because it was, at, at its core, a relatively simple movie plot-wise. But 
But that's it what was, made it work. Exactly. It and was you know, so well done. I feel bad, though. I really feel like it should have gotten a theatrical release because I feel like a lot of... I mean, yeah, I got praise, yeah. but it was kind of shoved onto Hulu, and like I feel like it should have gotten a chance in theaters. I thought it would have done well. Well, I think it probably helps the future of the series that it wasn't in theaters because that was also... Because it was really still at a weird time for theaters. You know, theaters were still coming <laughs> right. back. And I think the fact that it had lower expectations on Hulu... It well exceeded oh, them. Oh, I see what you mean. And so I feel like it's it's guaranteed to make more sequels, but not just more sequels. Obviously, they're they're going to keep making Predator till we die. But um, <laughs> you know, Predator will outlive us. But I think they're going to make more sequels like this. So not only do I want to see more um, sequels that you know take this concept of putting the Predator in different timelines, be it you know now he's going to show up at the pyramids. Yeah, no, having him fight, you know. <laughs> no, I love that idea. Having though, him like, fight yeah. the Romans, having him fight uh, samurai, samurai, you know, whatever pirates. You, you know, know, they they've opened the door to like literally right. anything. And you know what? And then yeah. and not, I mean, Predator's never always taken itself too seriously. So it's like, listen, does it sound nuts that he's like sitting there slicing off Egyptians? Yeah, but it it's kind of fucking rad and just fucking do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. And like, I think that this movie, and, and I agree, and it's it's it it probably is better that it didn't get a theatrical release because it most likely would have bombed at the box office just because of a number of different reasons. Um, and then, you know, the studio felt like backing out the kid. Like, oh, we'll look at bombed, you know, so we're not going to fucking make any more. Yeah, it had good special effects, but it was it was a smaller scale movie. But yeah. like, yep. but I think there was a legitness to it. Like, it see, because it was smaller scale, the costumes actually seemed legit. No, they you did, know, like yeah. that whole, that, that, yeah, well, that French exploration, um, you know, that kind of like, Whatever that was in New France, whatever that camp was of those like trappers and explorers, yes. that was all very legit. The fact that they like, there, there was actually a um, a Native American language track. Like, there's a version of it. Oh yeah, in the, the, com- yeah, yeah. The, it's funny you say that. So I did yeah. like a little bit of research, and it's one of the only. I think it's the only film ever that was filmed completely in Comanche. That's amazing because they have a whole Comanche version of yes. that. Yes, and the thing is too like. Um, the guy who made it, whose name is escaping me, he made sure to bring this woman on who was like native and made sure that pretty much everyone in the cast in front and behind the camera were also of native descent, which is why I think like you were talking about the costumes were as legit as they were because there was actually native American people working on those costumes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and also, you know, people may think that, Oh, this is such a 2022 thing to be like very, you know, like set into this culture, but it also kind of ties into what the original Predator was, which is a underfunded, less technological hero mm. taking on a much Techie bigger. Hero. Because obviously, you can say that you know, like the Predator to Arnold Schwarzenegger is the same way you can talk about a European explorer slash conqueror yeah. in North America and in the many, 1700s. And how many films have you really seen that feature Native American people? Where they're the hero, where they're not right. just like you know, it's not like what is it, Trail of Tears or whatever, where it's basically how like or you know, a Christopher Columbus movie where basically like fucking them over, like no, they're the hero, like and it, I I don't really coming like right stop man, I don't know of a ton of you know that non historical films that feature yeah. Native American people as the hero. Well, which any was, type of genre film, especially of this level. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And what's what I love too is is the connection at the end. Where they show you where the gun came from in Predator Two, and oh, like because right. yes. that scene in Predator Two is why was why we have the alien versus predator versus Blade Runner universe. That's what you know, like that's where you see the alien head. 
you see all these other alien heads and you see that gun i always looked at that gun and because it's capped on i always took it to mean that it was a gun from like a pirate right but now you know no it's from a french explorer slash trapper whatever those guys were uh going and and like having that gun be a you know like now the gun ends being a gun that the native american tribe has right which means that oh shit something's (laughs) gonna happen and that's another thing this movie did very well there's a post-credit sequence without being a post-credit scene. Right. And that is, um, they do what you see in a lot of movies now, some sort of artistic um, end credits, you know, where you see, like, different um, maybe drawn or animated aspects oh, yes. from the movie. But that tells a story. You see cave paintings, assuming, like, like these paintings of the events of the movie. And then as the credits continue, the, the cave paintings catch up to where the movie right. ended and then go beyond because you see a bunch of ships ships landing mm-hmm. and and appearing uh, in the sky right before um right before i guess they're going to attack this tribe right so exactly. now you know oh well the next movie they're going to come back for revenge right and it, well, they and they did that a lot um with miss marvel too because mm-hmm. miss marvel's end credits and like you know she went to there was like a shoe store and it was all like drawn but then you yeah Paused and you saw like shoes that look like Cyclops and Deadpool. And you're right. Like, All right. You know. Here we go. You know. Yeah. So they really played into that. And and what's interesting is that in terms of the future of Predator, um, this whole year they've been releasing um, this anthology series of Alien comics. So Alien comics. They have these stories that um, every six issues or so they move on to a new storyline. It's just kind of like. Different shit Wayland Utani is doing throughout the galaxy, you know. Uh, like obviously every time they use an alien egg, they blow up the world. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> bad always happens. Like this, so it's like a series of so that's why they only last like six issues, because yeah. by the end of the six issues, most if not everyone is dead. <laughs> We're never gonna learn our lesson, basically. Which, you know, if, if you look at the world today, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. But then uh, in the same style as that, they've now they're now about five issues in. Uh, to a Predator series. And the Predator series borrows the same style. Like, each um, each issue of both the Predator and Alien comics have a kind of, like, timeline. Uh, Which I love. Yeah, they have a timeline. And are, ta- are Alien and Predator owned by the same? They're owned, oh, yeah. Okay. They're, with their, so they were owned by 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. which is now 20th Century, which right. is a Disney property. Gotcha. It's Marvel making the comics. So Disney, so you're telling me Alien and Predator is MCU canon? <laughs> you know what? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it will be. They'll just, show, they'll just show, wait. They'll show up in Secret Wars. Don't worry. Well, it's all in the future. And and here's what's great about the new Predator is that this new series finally brings Predator into the future. Nice. So this series, um, it's only five issues in, so I, I, I wonder like what like what they're going to do. Because they've already said that this one is called Day of the Hunter, and it's part five of six. Right. This issue I have here. Which means that, okay, so that this is going to end this story, and where will they go next? Right. But this one is set in 2056. Okay. Which it and so would not that far away, and, and fairly close to the alien timeline. And what it is is, it it involves that kind of alien premise of there are colonial ships and there are com- companies going out and like they're helping and taking the lead when it comes to colonizing the galaxy. Okay. And one of these colonial ships lands on a planet and starts getting hunted by a predator. Nice. So now we finally have like alien future type technology. You have an AI, very similar to Mother from the right. Alien series. Now you have future human technology taking on Predators, which is something we haven't had before. Even in Alien versus Predator, that was modern day, current humans 
taking on aliens. But, but Predator was still always the was, more tactically advanced. But one. now we're getting to a point where, oh, human technology is pretty close to the Predator. Right. So that's kind of interesting. And like and one of the great things about this series is that this young girl whose parents were killed and their colonial um, detachment was completely destroyed by a Predator, she took their ship and she's been hunting Predators. Oh, that's and now sad. she's like in her 20s or so. And she has like a predator suit that she wears, and oh, she's now cool. known by the other predators. So they are teaming up, hunting her now, because she's taken out so many of these predators. <laughs> yeah, the story is actually really cool in that comic book. And I th- one of the things I like the most about that book, you had mentioned it at the beginning. They have like the timeline. The timeline firmly establishes that the one predator movie that we had talked about on the original episode, yeah. where we weren't really sure if it was in canon or not. The Predators was the Adrian Brody one because that's the only one that really sort of doesn't fit as well with the rest of the right because you know, the because it entirely takes place on a different planet. It has no direct right. connection and or mention of the other movie exactly. But this comic book, yeah, is like nope, canon. Like you know, <laughs> it's just but it's but it's just but again, yeah, it was just a weird yeah. a weird take to have. You know, it's like that movie always felt like somebody. It's like. It was, like a, it was like Predator's fan fiction, right? Like they wanted to to write this movie, but they yeah. couldn't figure out a way to make it fit within the already established universe. Eh, another fucking planet. How the humans get there? Eh, they got teleported. Doesn't matter. <laughs> also, it was coming out at that Don't time. Don't ask questions. <laughs> it was coming out at that time where you had like these like soft reboots kind of going on yep. where, you know, like it was a way to be a remake, but not. Yeah. You know, is it? it could, isn't you know, it? Like, yeah. You could watch it without having seen the other Predators. Right. But – its existence doesn't mean the other predators couldn't have happened. Exactly. So, and and, and that's kind of and that's kind of I think a thing that we're going to be seeing more and more of. Uh, and I'd love to see with I this, really like the, art the predator. Yeah, the the artwork is really good in, in the Alien series, and because the Alien series is now it's, it's a little over um, two years old now, so they've gone through several storylines, mm-hmm. and um, and you know they they keep with the same Alien theme, which is that like yes, the aliens go around and kill people, but the real problem is that like. It's the company who's who's betraying people, or people betraying themselves, or greed, or all that. Like the real thing is that, you know, the aliens are just a tool used by the villains, and the true villains are. You know, well, I mean, and, that, and that's that's always been the best part about aliens is that the aliens aren't they're, they're just like the foil and not the, the plot device. Right. They are not the real villains. The real bad guy has always been Wayland Yutani, and it's yeah. just mm. yes. Such a great, um, but uh, j- just back on prey for uh, another minute. That I wanted to just uh, touch on the, um, you know, we talked about the. I think one of the things that makes the movie work so well for me is the the cinematography oh, of it. Beautiful, right? It's just like absolutely beautiful because it's and it was like filmed in Canada, exactly, right? Like you have these, like just these naturally beautiful landscapes, and like we said before. Very minimal CGI. It's mostly like live action, real stunt work. Yes, um, and. I loved the, even down to the dog, the dog that all the yeah, yeah right, and the bear. Like that scene was badass. Yeah, and like like j- just the fact that it's like the the little details they paid attention to, like showing you how she trained and like how she incorporated the uh, the sort of like let's let's call it the fighting style, right, of her people with what she had observed out there, like with what she was tracking and like how she tied like when she tied the rope to the fucking oh, tomahawk, so cool. like and how she like j- I I could have watched it was an like, hour of just her practicing with that uh, fucking was, thing and doing the moves and it was so awesome she got to the camp and she was destroying them it was very much like oh, yeah. scorpion from mortal Kombat. yes native american version. Yes. i was so there yes it. oh my god it was such a fucking like the whole movie was 
absolutely incredible. And the kills were great. Kills were amazing. And I and I liked the addition of of the 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 act, they actually did show those colonizers right right as just a little additional plot device right, right it's there. like if it makes good money this is where the sequel goes if we don't do a sequel you kind of get a little nugget of what oh right by the way yeah happening. as soon as you saw those guys you're like oh they're getting massacred aren't they oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like there's no way these French colonizers are getting out of this yeah which, <laughs> which is great you know like, that, I mean that that's one of those things that I love about movies like that it's like it's for it's like in the writer's room they're like okay let's let's just take like 15 minutes away from the main plot to just give you some like real fucking gore porn for yeah. a minute here yeah. and show you how fucking twisted and badass the Predator can actually be. And just yeah. in case you like weren't morally at the point where you were just like, oh, like what they did to the Native Americans were wrong. They kidnapped them. Yeah, and, you like, feel good about it. They kidnapped them and then torture a dog. And then you're immediately just like, oh, Hate them. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, they fuck need to die. Those guys. Like, you feel so good about it. And also, the- and Amber Mid Thunder? Oh. oh. Yeah. No, she. Very good looking young lady. How old is she? <laughs> oh, God. I hope she's at least 25. <laughs> <laughs> but she also, like, carried that movie, too, which is what you need oh, to she do. Was like, great. She, she wasn't just good looking. Like, she carried the film. And yeah, no, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I wasn't talking about her looks. No, obviously, obviously, I was ta- no, obviously, I was talking about her acting abilities. The, the cartoonist panting was. <laughs> <laughs> was you being bowled oh, away by her acting? She is exactly 25. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Great. Count it. <laughs> also, getting into um, ages, the Predator uh, didn't have as advanced technology, which was also good. Like, like the targeting oh, yeah. system was more dependent on the helmet, right? Which is what she used so for this, advantage. So I'm glad you mentioned that because this is something that I want to I, I want them to explore more in movies that are actually canon and actually good because in. <laughs> Whoa, excuse me. In, uh, in, Pre- in Aliens vs. Predators, the one thing that I liked about that movie was how they attempted to explain that the whole reason for the movie was it was like a training ground, right, for younger Predators. Right. Like, and and they, they had to go find their weapons, right, and prove themselves and whatnot. And that yeah. was the first time we'd ever seen that. And it was a really cool story concept. It's just unfortunate that the rest of the movie was such utter garbage. But I got a lot of those same vibes seeing that Predator because I felt like, you know, it's it, like this was a younger Predator who was on like an early hunt, hadn't really like. Right. And he starts off by hunting animals. Exactly. Right? It's like right? He's working his way yeah. up the food chain. But also, yes. he's, but you see him watching it because you see him, he's like invisible and he watches. Like the little bunny eats something, and he's like, "All right." Then he sees the snake eat the bunny, and he's like, "Oh, right. the snake!" And that, that then he finally kills the snake once he realizes it's like he's learning. Yeah. So I want to see if they, when they keep on making these movies, I want them to explore that a little bit more because you know we because we we've gotten that now for better or worse, we've gotten that backstory in the alien world, right? With all that fucking nonsense about how oh, like Michael yeah like how Michael created the and... alien that was fucking stupid um, you know but I would love to see something like that with with Predator like understand a little bit more about that lore and I, I think that they could play off of what they did with Aliens versus Predator just make it not suck so bad yeah and then also just what their technology mm-hmm. is like how much does their technology grow this right. reminds me of there is a Star Trek had a, had a species that just was a complete ripoff of the Predator. They were called the Herogen. They were hunters in Star Trek Voyager. And their weakness was, yes, they were a strong, powerful species, but it's just like because they were all hunting, they didn't have any art or scientific research. So because their culture was all hunting, they reached a point, like, so they have really good technology, but then everybody would just go out and slaughter things, so nobody was at home making 
the atom bomb or the better engine right, right. or the better gun so that eventually they were like forced to like attack people for their technology right oh, and, I, and I would love to see that with Predator because I want to see just this type of anthology series I think Prey was so good you need to see another Prey but I'd also like them to simultaneously make another like Predator movie because you can do these at the same time like make a Prey 2 right but then also make a Predator in the future yeah. Predator on a you know, Predator we, with cowboys, Predators yeah. with... Well, you know what they need to do? Pirates. And I think that maybe now that they're part of the Disney world, they, uh, no, uh, no pun intended, they might be able to do this better because it's very much like Star Wars, right? There's, theoretically, a whole unexplored universe here, right? And no matter how good all of these movies have been, right, they all essentially follow the same plot. Like, And you said it yes. before with Aliens, right? It's like, oh, the evil corporation does X and the right. aliens fuck things up, right? They all essentially, they you get little bits of the story more here and there, but there's like a whole unexplored world that you could do with these movies right. where you don't need to make every movie about the predator hunting his prey or the aliens fucking something up because the evil corporation. There's ways to explore other facets of this universe, like very much like Star Wars has done, Without having it always like it doesn't always have to be the fucking Jedi, right? Like you oh, can you could you know what I mean? Like you you could right. build on this a lot more than they have by just getting away from some of the more formulaic storylines they've right. done. Prey was the best version of the Predator formula I yep. think we've seen. Oh, easily. But I you're right. I'd love to see Predator be put in different formulas. Because right. the Predator formula is you have a singular hero who you root for. They are involved with or surrounded by in some sort of artificially contained area by a group that you do not mind seeing slaughtered, be it colonizers, yes. mercenaries, yep. gangs, yep. right? Yep. And then at the end, after the Predator has gone through the unquestionably evil group that deserves to be slaughtered, you see a one-on-one -on -one confrontation between an undermanned, under-technologically advanced character against the Predator. Yep. Right. Like it's, you see that time and time and time again. And this was probably the best version we've seen us probably since the first one. And also there were aspects of it that even were better than the original Predator. Oh, you know, easily. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, like if it's better than the original Predator, but like the fact that we're even talking about it being on that level. Right. That's all yeah. you to say about that movie. But Completely yeah, I, agree. I'd love to see some sort of different scenario with the Predator. Or, or where it's like something that's like actually just set on the Predator's homeworld. Yeah, or I something mean, like that, and then just seen have it be bits and pieces, and we right. know that there are different casts. It seems like kind right. of, but instead of having because it's always been the predator's been always been the fish out of water. Yeah, and so like it'd be kind of interesting. Like what would they call Yaucha now, or whatever they're called? Um, actually, something said on their homeworld. Also, you know, as great as the aliens were as their um, as their like antagonist, they could be fighting something else. You could create a new. Yeah. And also, you know, with the way Disney has bought up different companies, like, what are some properties that, like, the alien could just be, where they could just be fighting, the predators could just be fighting, you know, like, what's some, like, sort of alien species we could just throw in there, you know? I mean, I would, I would love to see Hulk versus the aliens. Just <laughs> smash it, like, does, does, hit, does the alien's acid blood penetrate the Hulk's skin? I don't know. You know, like, I would love to see Hulk just grabbing them by the tail and just fucking whipping them into one another. Like, that'd be awesome, you know? Like, <laughs> it's coming. Give it, like, 30 years. Exactly. All right, so there we go. So that was Alien versus Predator versus Blade Runner. That seems to be the universe out of all the universes we've talked about. That's the one that because it's so big, yeah, it's, yes. it's just so more and more movies. just keeps on happening. Uh, the next one we'll talk about is the second series we talked about, which is Terminator. Uh, 
So <laughs> we have to mention Avatar in this. We do? Because while doing press for Avatar Fuck 2, that movie. James Cameron um, <laughs> said that discussions were underway for a new Terminator remake. And I'll quote him. He said, uh, I would like it to uh, be much more about the AI side of it. Then bad robot, robots go crazy. But it sounds like that they're... movie. It's called. It was called AI. Artificial Intelligence. Yeah, yeah and we also had her too. Yeah, like I mean, listen. All I'm gonna say is I'm not holding my breath because it took James Cameron <laughs> ten fucking years to make Avatar two, and that was a giant heaping pile of dog shit. So you know, James Cameron. Take your time on these Terminator movies, please, and by all means, let somebody else make them. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're a well, shell of your former. No, the, the, the true yeah. the true tragedy of Avatar is not that Avatar Two was incredibly disappointing. It's that it has taken away the attention of one of the greatest filmmakers alive. Over the past ten years, Tarantino has made several films, including Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was his best film. Yep. Spielberg has made several films, including West Side Story and The Fablemans, which Fablemans just came out. I think Michelle Williams is going to win Best Actress for it. Phenomenal movie. I, I thought West Side Story was beautiful. Yeah. Chris Nolan went from being a director who was not in that category. Right. Solidifying himself in the category of the past 10 years. Even Scorsese, who's had um, The Irishman and some other movies, he's made several movies over this period of time. None to the, quite the level of Spielberg and Nolan, yeah. but still, he's still making great things. Meanwhile, we had 10 years... Plus, of the best director at the time that he had made Avatar, now just kind of falling behind. Like he's not, he's not involved as much. Yeah, he is yeah. filmmaking. He is, he is no longer in the category of best director for me. This yeah. movie, because, because first of all, because I, I didn't even like Avatar one. I, I thought Avatar one was not his best work by far, and this Avatar two is just garbage. But like, and what Ed was saying too is like, he's gonna be. He wants to do like three more Avatars, and he's what you say, he's sixty now. So he's like, by the time he's done with the Avatars. It's going to be done. It's like Brady. It's like he just kind of fizzled out. Like, yeah. And he should have left when he was on top, but he didn't. He just kind of kept going, and now it's like... But it's also just Well, it's because I... Is it, but see, see, you know what, though? And we, we were... Uh, Will and I were just talking about this on, on, on Ready, Set, Review. The, the, the way I view Avatar um, and, and everything he's doing with Avatar, it's just... He, he's just jerking off to himself at this point. Like, he, he's just, look how great I am. Look how wonderful I can do underwater shit without having to use special effects. I'm actually going to put these people underwater, just like I did in Entourage. Remember that one time, guys? Like, just fuck him. He is just he is just jerking himself off, and nobody is better off for it. What I think is he's become bored with directing. Yeah. Which I understand. Oh, so he cares he more is, about the technology. He, he wants to be an innovator versus, like, cut action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's that quote about Alexander um, the Great. About how you know he wept because there were no more lands left to conquer. It's almost like Cameron reached this point where he's such a phenomenal filmmaker. Like for him to take Titanic and make it this incredible movie that was such a cultural moment, and for him to do it again with Avatar, for him to like take these like completely original ideas and just go all out. You know, he's kind of reached this level. Uh, where... I don't know if Titanic can be considered a fully original idea. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure the boat, but in, com- in comparison to a lot of, you but like, know, to I know be part you of the yeah. culture and yeah. like, yeah, everyone like. Here's the thing, like, it was a movie, building movie came out what nineties. People still talk about Jack yeah. and Rose on the fucking door. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but see, okay, see here, but see here's where I'm gonna like get annoyed because I I am convinced the only reason people talk about Avatar the way they do is because it's 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 like how Zack Snyder hyped himself up for the Snyder Cut and, like, had troll bots posting about this. Like, like Avatar was not a cultural moment. Avatar was a 
visually stunning movie to go see in theaters, which is why it made so much money because it's the kind of movie you need to see in a yes. theater to get the full impact, right? But, you know, like from a cultural perspective, right? We still have online arguments about if Jack could have fit on the door, right? Yes. Nobody's having an online argument like about if Jake Sully really shouldn't have banged the yeah. theory, you know? Like there, there's no cultural aspect to it. The only thing, the only time people only mention Avatar favorably because of the visual spectacle yeah. that it was. There's no cultural impact here. Right. Like he's other than a less of a director. Trip. Yes, he's, exactly. He's, like, you know, he's kind of like what, you know, like Lucas did, but Lucas was still making movies and still producing and writing different things. Like Cameron has just dived into this technology, and it's it's a shame. It's, yeah, because I feel like there's it's like a, a world, drug for him. There's a world where he doesn't get you know addicted to Avatar technology. Yep, and the other something. And the other thing about yeah. filmmaking technology has been like advancing so much. When you take ten years to make a movie, you fall behind. Like. Yep, like the deep fake technology didn't exist. Um, yeah, ten in years ago, yeah. like you face replacement in mocap was in its infancy ten years ago. Now it's literally used on TV shows. Yeah, right. which have um, fractions of like budget. The, oh, you're talking about like the deep fakes are like the, the de aging for like the Marvel character uh, for like Luke they, for Leia. Yeah. Oh right, you know, all, all that. that type stuff. And then they now. brought the I'm really bad with names, but they brought like that one character back. Who like the, the actor had died, but they, he was in one of the shows, the man. Well, well, obviously, well, well, well. I mean, Tarkin was a fully oh, Tarkin, realized yeah. character in Rogue One. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the technology is moving so fast that you know he's also like kind of attaching him to something that like isn't going to be as impressive. You know, like there's like there's just like this, you know, like, the stuff that and he's he's just becoming a, a computer guy, yeah. he's becoming a technical guy, which is. Very impressive. Like the movies look great. Avatar looked amazing. It's the best 3D has ever looked. You just gotta watch it on mute. Yeah, just don't (laughs) don't care about the characters. Like don't, because then it's just a bunch of blue people doing things. Yeah. (laughs) Avatar two hours of swimming. So yeah, so unless so unless James Cameron is going to direct Terminator and devote his time to it, I don't care that it sounds like they're going to reboot it. I mean, so as. Iconic and amazing as Arnold Schwarzenegger is, it seems like they're they're finally gonna gonna get away from Arnold Schwarzenegger because every movie has had Schwarzenegger. Even when you they weren't supposed to, they would have him in a cameo. Yeah, even they, when it didn't make any sense, they would always have him. So I just hope that you know maybe a James Cameron takes over or a new set of eyes. They tried to reboot it twice, right? Like yeah, was three, it Genesis? Three times they actually. Rebooted. It was several like, times because it was Genesis and Salvation, but those were two attempts. But at each one, right? yeah, each one was completely different. And then Dark Fate is also another one. that oh, pretends it didn't happen. So right, and the TV Dark... show is another. Yeah. So there are four different timelines that right. each pretend the other didn't happen. Yeah, and Dark, Dark Fate is the only one that directly links to uh, Terminator Two. Right, because that's the one that has um, the girl, Linda Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, friend of. The podcast, technically. <laughs> yeah, right, that was there it. we go. Terminator. We'll see what happens. I, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. But one universe that has a bit of uh, what we've been talking about earlier that uh, is very much in its prime, uh, the Viewers Universe. We we just recorded an episode last month in which we did a deep dive into Clerks Three. So, and I just ran into Kevin Smith at the Secret Stash of the day. Oh yeah, how'd that work? It was yeah. awesome. Nice. I was just in there. I was just in there buying comics. Um, awesome. And it was. And I made the joke. Obviously, I wasn't even supposed to be there today, which is true. I was. I was. I was. I wasn't supposed to be home that day. I was supposed to go into the office, but it's the week between Christmas and New Year, so I said fuck that. And I was working from home, and I had like a. I was done with my meetings. So I was like, I'm gonna go buy some comics. Um, so I went in. I was talking to Zapsick, and like Kevin Smith just like walks out of the back, and I was like, 
Oh, hey. And the Zapsticks like, yeah, the big boss is here just like, you know, doing some stuff today. I was like, oh, cool. And Kevin Smith like walks up to me and like he shakes my hand. And I, I couldn't tell if he remembered me from the last time. I don't know. But I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, how you doing? And he goes, I don't want to be presumptuous or anything, but you want a picture? I was like, yep. <laughs> oh, I, it's, he's such a cool guy. That he he's so, that. yeah, we chatted for a little bit. Because he knows people wouldn't, you know, Right. He knows that you're probably like you want to ask, but you don't want to be that guy. Exactly. He's at work. He's yeah. like he's like he's just living right. his life. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's also like really down to earth too. He's know? yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. And and not only are we fans of him personally, but professionally, he's kicking ass. And um. So yeah, listen to our Clerks three episode. Yep. We went all into Clerks three. Um. Just a great addition and continuation of the Viewers universe. But another thing that he's doing now is he's actually writing comics called Quick Stops. Uh, the first three have come out. It's an anthology series, so so he's um, doing the he's just doing the writing. He's doing the writing, oh, yeah, that's and cool. then he has you know somebody doing the artwork, and they're it's black so and funny, white. Like now he's getting done. You with that? Like he had already had. Oh no, he's been doing comics for years. Oh yeah, this is just okay. a late, yeah. So he's so so for much of the late '90s, early 2000s, like he wrote uh, Batman and Daredevil. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. So he wrote a lot. In fact, um, his Daredevil R story arc is still very um, influential, and like there are some. There are some characters that he uh, invented for Green Arrow that are still very big. Like he had a really big, um, um, like comic book presence. But he also did like Blunt Men and Chronic comics, and he did you know different comics in the VS universe. But now he's doing like a proper series. It's with Dark Horse called Quick Stops. The first three issues um, are available now. They're selling out all around Jersey. Obviously, you know we're more his, um, yes. you know, uh, more his uh, like audience. But like you know. In Madawan, it's hard to find. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So it's it's quick stops. The first one is kind of a sequel to Chasing Amy. The second one is a Mallrats Clerks mashup. And the third one is a prequel to Clerks 3. Yeah. Uh, these are... So, I mean, it's a really good story. Yeah. Like, Actually, wait. I need. I haven't yeah. read this one yet. I need yeah. that one still. And it's building <laughs> up the... Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of yeah. building up the lore. And it's really good to see. And then, in terms of news about the VSQ universe, uh, um, you know... At a recent Comic-Con, uh, Kevin Smith announced what his next five movies are going to be. We already knew that Twilight of the Mallrats was going to be one. Yep. So, is that uh, like a sequel, I'm assuming? Sequel yep. to Mallrats. And he's been trying to get off the um, get off um, and going on for quite a while, but um, he was having trouble getting funding. But um, the DVD sales for both Clerks 3 and Jay and Silent Bob reboot have been so good that he got the funding to do a, a, a Twilight of the Mallrats. So nice. that movie's coming up next. You know, I, I hope... Ben Affleck has more than just a cameo. I really want to see Ben Affleck fully acting in a movie with him again. Yeah, I'm and I'm so excited for that one because yeah. Mallrats was always like the unsung hero of the VS universe for me. I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't give that movie the credit that it's due, and I fucking love Mallrats. Well, it's not very well directed, but it's well written. Yeah, but I mean, like, but so yeah, that's I think why it didn't go right. so far. There are but problems a, with that movie, but it's still yeah. great. In a movie like that, honestly, the last thing I'm caring about really is the direction because the jokes hit. The characters are relatable, and like as somebody who was a fucking mall rat, like <laughs> I, I I love the I loved the experience of like going to the mall and you just spend the entire day there because it used to be like a lot there used to be lots of things to do with the mall yeah. aside from just shop you right. know so like like it, so that that movie always was relatable to me in so many on a personal level and I'm so excited that they're making and now that malls are well it's funny that's coming well, out now because malls are dying because 
Like, uh, like you go to Mammoth Mall. Dude, Mammoth Mall is sad. Freehold Mall is still busy though. Freehold Mall is still busy, but because it's working. bougie, they have all those it's bougier, rich people. Yeah. Stores it's bougier, yeah. It's bougier, and they've got and they've got arguably a much better. I mean, the, the food court at the Mammoth Mall is piss poor. They have like a solid food court. This salad works is my favorite. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> at, we'll see. Is Eden Prairie gonna be more of a freehold? Right or is it going to be more of a mammoth? I judging by I the title, like, I feel it's going to be a mammoth. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I think that that's what the I, I feel like that's what the plot is going yeah. to be. It's going to be very much like you know, in a dive. And, and, and here here's my hope. I hope that they bring that they like really do um, a lot of the universe building with this movie because remember in Jay and Silent Bob reboot we learn that Brody's secret stash has moved into a mall so I'm hoping that the mall in Twilight's of the Twilight of the Mall Rats which will be difficult to do because of Brody Jason Lee obviously right. but you know I would have have him do double duty right have the mall of Twilight of the Mall Rats be the mall that Brody's secret stash is in. I think that would be cool. I think it is. They, they said it was even okay. in the reboot. So, yeah. so Jason Lee's going to be doing double duty then. Nice. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so, love that. Um, so we'll see what happens. But also, a 430 movie, which is the first I've heard of it. That's going to be his second film. Uh, it's going to be like an autobiographical movie. Obviously, something about him smoking, I would imagine. Oh, because it's instead of 420, it's 430? 430, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that's the only yeah. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, yeah. well, cause he's got a whole, you know, he has a whole brand yeah. of... of uh, weed and weed. Yeah, uh, I, I products, think that's. You know, I wonder like, if that's the movie. You know, because he recently bought a movie theater here in Atlantic Highlands, right? Which and is he's not, been, which he's is not been, his hometown, but the town just north yeah, of but it. He's, and it's nice because he's actually trying to show like a lot of indie features. There. They're doing yeah. a New Year's Eve thing. If you know, if I would have heard of his thing before 3BR, he would have told what us we're to doing go tonight. Don't tell, don't tell the brothers that. <laughs> uh, but I was in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, as we know, we are sponsored by 3BR. We're spending our New Year's at the 3BR we New are. Year's Eve party. But the only thing that would make us think about not spending right. our New be, Year's would be an Eve evening with Kevin at 3BR <laughs> would be an evening with Kevin Smith. But yeah, so he's doing all types of events there. But he's also going to do a Jay and Silent Bob sequel. And he's finally said well, he's going to do sequel. Yeah, three cool. He's, he's going to do a moose, moose jaws, and Tusk two are back on the table. I'm so excited about that. I'm Tusk so two is so wacky. I love it, but Tusk was so fucking. Crazy. Moose jaws, I, I don't know if it works. Like the joke works. Like, yeah. <laughs> like him just saying like, so it's a moose on the prairie, and instead of seeing the fin. You see the antlers of a moose. That is literally the pitch That's for this. It's pitch. about a killer moose. And it is, it is, Listen, such, a, it is such a great pitch. I don't know how on earth it works as a movie. No, it is. But I really, fucking, I, it, I, love, I love what the poster is going to look like. I just, I mean. Bro, if Cocaine Bear can get to theaters, Moose Jaws could fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I we, just, and I love that he's going for it because it's, it definitely seems like, like, he was high and with friends. This is what he said. He said it on his podcast just oh, yeah. around one time. But now that it's about to become a movie is so next level. Yeah, no, dude, I, I love when you get these like movie mashups like this. Like, yeah. and they just they make zero sense, but you can tell the person was always high. You would tell the person was high when they came up with the idea. You know, it's just like it's, it's like what about Star Wars? But it's also Willy Wonka. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. So there we go. Viewers Universe, um, very strong. Lot, yeah. Lots to talk about. I'm sure we'll be doing many and more uh, follow-ups to that. Super excited. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, kind of going chronologically now in, in like order of the different episodes we've done on the show, Highlander. Unfortunately, no updates. 
Well, because um, the last – so, yeah, the, so the last thing we talked about, right, when we did this episode, there was news about a Highlander reboot featuring Henry Cavill. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I mean, but let's be real. I think we can all speculate as to why there's no updates, right? Because since we've done that episode, yeah. he has done a second season of The Witcher, mm-hmm. Um, was supposed to do a third one. That got – well, he did the third one. No, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Third, yeah, third he's one. not going to do the fourth. Right. After well, the third – Well, that's the right. Wasn't he not going to do the fourth because he thought he was going to be Superman again? Well, that's the – Apparently, no, no. Apparently, That's no, the rumor, though. The, no, so, they're unconnected. He – No, he, I call bullshit. There's no <laughs> – I call bullshit. There's no fucking way – no. There's no fucking way that he shows up as Superman because – okay, so here's the thing. There's – a story had, had come out recently about how um, – Well, they're, they're drastically departing from the books. And he loves what, the books. Yeah. And yeah. he loves the books. Yeah. And there have been all these stories, even before he left, about how he was getting into, like, arguments with the producers. So he was just like, this isn't the book. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. You're right. That's maybe part, but the other maybe part he is, left also with that trump card of being like, well, oh, did you and now read, I get to be Superman. Well, because did you read the story about how um, it turns out that the – and then this is like a – it's more it's more of a rumor than anything because it makes – it makes Dwayne Johnson look in a little bit of a negative light, which we're not allowed to do, apparently. Never. Um, but apparently, a lot of his work with Black Adam, um, and the, you know, you know, he kept on promoting Black Adam as like the next big thing in the DC universe, and now he's like, oh, sorry, he's not not going to make another Black Adam movie for like 15 years, right? Um, apparently, a lot of that was him like jockeying for a little bit of additional like um, control over what was happening in the DC universe, but then they brought on James Gunn and that fell flat, but Henry Cavill was kind of like a package deal for those negotiations and James oh, Gunn came okay. and put the kibosh well, on yeah. that. Well, know? the timeline is pretty clear in the DCEU. It seems like they brought, well, they definitely did. They brought in Gunn after Black Adam failed. Right. And like, I think it's very clear that had Black Adam been at least a, like, like it made Somewhat of money, success. but the thing is, it was not profitable. But, uh, I know that, he keeps on saying no, it wasn't profitable. No, but yeah. it's crazy because it's still, but it's still like you, it's not like it only made two dollars. It still made almost like five hundred million dollars. Black Panther but it still made, didn't even break no, even. That's yeah. crazy. Black Panther made just about as much in its first week that Black Adam did in its entire theatrical release yes. in the United States. Yeah, that's yeah. all you need to know. Like I mean, they're like they're playing different sports. Of course, it's like yeah. you're, it's, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's like you're comparing the revenue of the NFL to the pickleball league. Like, they're literally the not pickleball's even... getting up there. Yeah, which means... Yeah, and when you're really small, you can have 100% growth if you have 10 people coming yeah. to your... <laughs> if you have 10 people coming to your games, yeah. you get a couple extra people come, that's 100% growth. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, so yes, they improved it, but it's still not great. Um, I, I think it was clear that once it was clear that Black Adam wasn't going to go anywhere, everything he had wasn't going to happen, just right. like you said, yep. but... There's a world in which Black Adam's a huge success. Right. And then and then The Rock gets to have a huge say. So then, like, all of a sudden, there's they're, they're going to announce, oh, we're going to make two movies. We're going to make a Man of Steel 2 that's going to lead to Black Adam versus Superman. It's going to be a huge series. Right. We're going to build everything off of this. But, you know. Because it, it, was, it was literally the span yeah. of, like, two weeks. It was, like, Henry Cavill's back. Man of Steel 2 is in yeah, development. Made, made a whole Instagram post. Yeah. I'm back as Superman. Yeah. And was like, oh, and then James Gunn's like, you thought. Yeah, like literally yeah. a week later, it was like, oh, Man of Steel 2 in doubt. Henry Cavill gone from Superman. Yeah, and like, now he's doing a Warhammer TV show. Dude, the guy, the guy is just like he's, he's like a real geek. He's, I love He's that coming guy. up on like nerd royalty, like but like a, sp- a very specific kind of nerd royalty. So, so and, and as much as um, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel, but everything else he's done as Superman has been a disappointment. One thing I love about him, and this kind of speaks to what a nerd he is, his favorite 
football team, American football team, because, you know, obviously he grew up in the United Kingdom. Um, they're the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was asked in an interview once why he roots for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he says, well, Superman's from Kansas, so I think Superman would be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I, really I fucking hate him. I'm glad he's out now. Well, maybe we'll see him be in Highlander, which also just got a 4K, you know, Blu-ray you know, yeah. released uh, just last month. But, you know, I think that series is I'm here fine for, for a reboot. I, I think Cavill would be great as a reboot. I think the only problem yeah. is just, like, we're going to have him again be a guy who can't be killed and uses a, a sword. It seems like, you know, it's very similar. Yeah, but we'll see. So Highlander, maybe here we'll have it. some updates. Uh, next, I want to talk Ghostbusters. So that that is a series that has had a lot of updates. You know, they've um, really got all in on this Ghostbusters multiverse. So it hasn't been released yet, but, you know, this, some more information came out about the upcoming animated film, which is going to be uh, produced by the writer of the last ghost movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, as well as nice. uh, produced by um, Ivan Reitman. And then... We also Ivan, had Ghost- Ivan Reitman. Oh yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason Reitman. Ivan Reitman passed away, which should also be an update uh, in, in, for this episode. He passed away since we did our last um, update on the Ghostbusters. Also, Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed was released. I don't know if you played this video game. I watched I'm, the game. I haven't yeah. it it's, yet. it's basically if you ever played Dead by Daylight, it's asymmetrical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know, four people versus one. Is it a first-person shooter? Or? No, it's it's right, it's, it's, it's asymmetrical call because it's like you can either play as one of those four or you can play as the ghost. So yeah. it's four versus one. Oh, but each player there's different things. That's Basically, cool. they all. I'm not st- a gamer. So. I I love Dead by Daylight. <laughs> and now everyone just copies this fucking. Format, <laughs> it's so. not as good as the Ghostbusters game that we talked about in the episode, the one that was written by Dan Aykroyd. Yes, that and, game was great. Yeah, like 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 that one that was set in the '90s that had. Um, the, the castle return like that one was much better both in terms of gameplay i think and storyline what's interesting about spirits unleashed is it is a direct sequel to afterlife right so you know yeah, like after cool. yeah afterlife ends with him bringing the ecto-1 back to the firehouse and reopening the firehouse which which we learned that he's owned forever and he also is, has a bunch of money which is every superhero needs a team needs a bruce wayne or, or a tony stark yes and ernie <laughs> hudson is their tony stark and so you see him. So that that's what it is. It's him and Dan Aykroyd are in it, and he and Ray Stance are restarting uh, the Ghostbusters. You know, there's some Venkman mentions, but there's no Bill Murray. Probably for the best with what Bill Murray's going through. Didn't What's get he the game canceled. Um, he a whole movie he was on was canceled because he um, allegedly sexually harassed uh, one of the crew members. Oh, they all do that now. Yeah, but the entire... <laughs> I mean, it really is though. It's no, like, you're it's, right. I mean, it doesn't. It, but also, the entire movie was canceled. Like after they had started filming it, which oh, really sure. speaks to what like I think movie? the gravity of like the accusations. What was the movie? Do you it's remember? like an Aziz Ansari comedy. So so uh, I think so. Uh, Bill so Bill Murray's future Aziz. is very much up in the air, which is unfortunate from a point of view of I think he's but a yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, they had no problem guy. putting his name front and center for all the Guardians shit. Um, Quantumania, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean no. It's interesting to see what'll happen uh, with him and if he'll be in the next one. I think he, you know, like it. It really is weak if unfortunately if he's not in the next one. But you yeah. Know, if he did as much as he's been accused of, you know, you see. Listen, they can kill from. him off just like the other guy. Did, yeah, so. but so he, but he wasn't in the game. But Listen, the if they, sequel. if they release the Flash movie in theaters <laughs> and don't put Bill Murray oh, in a Ghostbusters sequel, <laughs> I am going. I'm going to Hollywood and I'm burning down something. There, there is something to be said. I mean, but 
Like, I'm not condoning any of the... We still haven't seen a new trailer for that movie. That's never being released. I know that, but I'm just saying. I'm not condoning any yeah. of the behavior, but, I mean, come on. He fucking like all kidnapped sh- people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, it's cult and sex, sexual oh, abuse. Jesus. Terrible. So let's move on from Ghostbusters, then. You know, Ghostbusters, I feel like next year we'll have a lot of updates. Wait, what else is on the list? Um, so we have our final two. Creed 3 trailer came oh, out. Oh, right, Creed 3. Oh, dude, Creed... Looks good. Looks Creed 3 looks amazing. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it Michael B. Jordan's directorial? Yes, it is. Uh, he, I'm I mean, super it, excited. It looks fun. It looks like the storyline is about like some like old friend who, when they were both you know in trouble For in June. Jonathan Majors, who's killing the Oh, this is a big year for Jonathan Majors. He came out of nowhere, yep. and now he's everything. And, yep. he, and he has that, like... So, first off, he's built, and he has like that physically intimidating body, but he also just, like, he has the, like... Command of the screen. I was gonna say he knows how to act. Like it's like you know, in Loki when he was like you know what the one who remains or whatever, very charismatic dude. And then it's like then you see him in uh, I mean a little bit we've seen in Ant Man he looks very menacing because he's like obviously not the same version of what we saw. And then he was also in I didn't see it but when I was like kind of doing some research like best movies um, there was one called Devotion and it was kind of like a fighter plane. I haven't seen that one yet, but but I I heard he was great in it. Oh yeah, Yeah. and that was more of his charismatic side. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So that looks great. The only problem I have is like, you know, Sylvester Stallone is having all types of trouble with the other producers on the Rocky series, you know, because they're trying to make. Well, a it's whole because they're trying to they're, new, they're trying to make that yeah that Dolph Lundgren yeah. uh, the the yes. Ivan Drago so spin off and he didn't like, like it so it and he had already announced it and it doesn't seem like was he in the first two Creed movies? Yeah, he yes. was. He was had a huge role in the first two. But he oh, had a pretty okay. he had a pretty solid send off in Creed too. He did, but it is but like so he's basically a surrogate father to Creed. Right, because of you know his relationship to yeah. his father. I bet you. So he has the a cameo problem is, I hope that he needs to have a cameo in Creed Three because yeah. he's such a huge part of his life. Like right. it, like, like the, like the movie did have a send off where like he can only be his manager. Like I kind of get that. Do you think they'll just kill him off though if he's being that much of a problematic? They won't. They'll they'll kill him off, but not in like a dickhead way. Like they'll 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 show it. I wonder if Michael B. Jordan would want them to. You know, like because he was such a good. They were such, had such chemistry. I don't know. Well, or, I think, or, it, or, I, could, or could Rocky just be in Italy? Yeah, no. I I think unfortunately, you know, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, maybe like Rocky sends him flowers because obviously we know this. We we know like what like so what is the fight going to be right? So there's going to be two fights in the movie. Yeah. yeah. The first one Creed's going to lose. The right. second one Creed's going to win. He's got to be. You know, you know, you know what they need. So after the first one, Creed, you know, like he's going to get a card from Rocky being like, Fuck like you, up, you know, kid. you know what they need to do. <laughs> At this point, at this point, at this point, Rocky in these movies, he's he's Mickey, right? Mm-hmm. He he needs to die, but he needs to, but it needs to be in a way that's that's meaningful, right? You know, I'm not saying do it exactly like that, where the the death, where his death will somehow inspire Creed, right? right? But like, you, you could only have him be that surrogate father character so, so yeah. many times. He's done it twice already, and it's been great both times. So they either need to let him not be in this movie at all because he got the send off from Creed two. Or they gotta fucking kill him in Creed Three. Like, there's there's no two ways about it. Or yeah. or or Tiny don't cameo. or don't Tiny have cameo. him in this movie and yeah. kill him in the next movie. Like like you yeah. can't you know. But have it be a bigger role before they kill him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. And then so so we'll definitely do a follow up. Uh, Creed Three seems like it's gonna be good. I can't believe that we're talking about like you know Rocky movies starting to get into the double digits. Right. That's great. Because how many Rocky movies have been like seven? Uh, there. So been... there were six main yes. group Rocky movies. Wait. Yeah. Oh, because Rock, right, 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 Rocky Balboa was technically Balboa, Rocky yeah. Six, yep. and now there's been three Creed, so we're at nine. So that means nice. if they do another one, which 
they are working on a Dolph Lundgren spinoff potentially with both. both well, I think because Dolph Lundgren would kind be of got a, you know, he got a little resurgence because of Cobra Kai. Yep. So everyone's like, he, you know, strike while the iron's hot type of deal. So yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last uh, thing we can talk about is a episode we just recently did, which of course is Friday the Thirteenth. I read this story and I was like, this is annoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is something we talked about. Actually, as a potential, when we did our Friday the 13th Halloween special this year, yep. it was confirmed shortly afterwards. So there's a new thing in copyright law, for those of you who didn't listen to Friday the 13th, and it seems like Will is the first you're hearing of this. There's this new thing in copyright law where if a author of a project wasn't um, like a staff writer, if they were like hired to do a job like, um, like Victor Miller was for the original Friday the 13th, after a period of time, they get to regain... Of some possession of that some work. Yep. So, so yes. So what happens is that Victor Miller wrote the original Friday the 13th movie. So now the company that hired him, they still have the rights to Friday the 13th, but he also has the rights to his original intellectual property. The way yes. that breaks down is that the Friday the 13th name the like, and, and the music still belongs to the original company. Now New Line is the one who's like uh, right, right. in charge of, of those rights. In addition to that, anything that was done in the sequels belongs to the company. Right. But the basic intellectual property of the original Friday the 13th movie belongs to Victor Miller now. So that means that he can completely retell the story of the original Friday the 13th. He would just have to call it something else. But he can use the idea of Camp Crystal Lake. He can use the idea of Jason, but Jason the child, not Jason the adult. He can use the so idea of, 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 his, of his mother so being a killer. He can't, he can't use the mask. He can't... He can't have it set in because the, the mask didn't come until some movies later. Yeah, dude. So they, yeah, so they it's like it's, it. it's like it's like make a make a movie about the Jedi, but don't use lightsabers. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the the only reason why I think this might work is that it's Brian Fuller, his producer. Yeah, he's and good. he hit it out of the park with Hannibal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But so here's the thing: why he's played in this like this 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 So why this is New Line such being such dicks about it? They haven't released anything on the Friday Thirteenth since two thousand nine. Like, what the fuck are they waiting? Be- for? Because they can probably right. But I mean, like, <laughs> but eventually they will, right? And they're gonna have to compete with this. Yeah. And but, like, always a problem is right is how popular might this become? Could this become like the definitive origin story? And then right. they have to be well, worried what, about. But then you know, that's yeah. New Line's fault because it's been two thousand nine. We're even for ten years, bro. No, like, I mean one hundred percent. But I mean. Also, with, with these companies, you know, like, we're seeing this with Warner Brothers. They also talk, like, long-term. They think long-term, rather. So, like, you know, like, Warner Brothers, like, they just, they don't know what they're doing with DC. Right. But they don't want to lose DC. Right. They know that, like, yes. It'll be next, profitable at some point. And sometimes <laughs> in 20 years, they'll figure out DC. Yeah. Yeah. Can they figure it out right now? No. But yeah. eventually yeah. they will. But you would think, like, because, like, I don't know if you guys saw the new Hellraiser on Hulu. It was actually not bad. Oh, my God. I Wait, liked, I forgot about that. I liked yeah. it. You I know have know to watch mean? that. But I'm saying, like, all these, and, like, I don't know if you saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. That was kind of, like, obviously, like, Gen Z slasher movie. But it works. So, like, it's showing that, like, horror is still around. But it's, like, same thing with, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's kind yeah. of, like, they're just, like, just sitting there. But yeah, it makes sense dust. that they were on all to it. We just talked about how it took them, what, six movies, but they finally figured out Predator. Oh, Can you so imagine right if, like, 20th Century Fox had, like, let go of Predator? Like, no, it took them six movies. Yeah. But they finally hit it out of the park. Right. So, you know, it, it just takes a while. So it's, it's why you hold on to these properties, because, like, over time, their value is 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 not going to go away, because all you have to do is just hit it once. Cause it's, right. Because, you know, people remember things fondly, like, that were good at a time. Like, you know, like, there's, you know, like, Predator has that – 
it's probably on the lower level in terms of like those like right. things, but like it has that like yeah. Right, and then so that is the end of the episode. Except we do have oh, to Jesus. do a special mention. <laughs> we have to talk about how the GoBots oh, are now canon to the MCU. <laughs> We've never done a GoBot episode, but in the latest Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, they didn't just imply or do a little Easter egg. They flat out said in dialogue that Drax's family, part of his family, of course, part of his family was killed by um, Thanos, and he never yes. did anything about it. And, uh, but 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 some of his cousins were killed by the Gobots, which means that the Gobots, which are a dollar store version of the Transformers, eventually bought by the company of the Transformers, ninety nine cent power, and brought into the Transformers universe. They're actually technically now part of the Transformers like multiverse. The GoBots are now villains that are out there somewhere <laughs> in the galaxy, and they are powerful enough to kill Drax's kind. Dude, I want. I want to know where. Where do we think they go with this? Does this mean Transformers ties into the MCU? Dude, I I, I would one hundred percent watch another forty minute Guardian special called Drax versus the GoBots, yes. and it's just and it's just forty say, minutes of Drax fighting GoBots. Yeah, because I swear to God, my, I mean. Kevin Feige will not bring Michael Bay into this. No, <laughs> no. Transformers versus the X Men. But I, but I want to like I almost versus Avengers. I I, I almost want them. To, I, I would I want them to make a like a movie in the same vein as Violent Night, where it's just Drax butchering Gobots in a hilarious way though. Like every every way like 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 he like like when the he, he jumps on one of them when it's a car and sticks like a grenade in its tailpipe or something you know just like <laughs> what about a mature version of the animation style from the gobots and transformers yes do it like that so like yes do it like that and guts oh but in that like very gore. flat yeah, but, but in that yes. flat 2D like cheap yes. oh, it's not quite filmation but it was like that type very of much cheap so, animation yeah. and have have Dave Padista come back for the voice? Dude, have some, some other, and it's just have him just like leaving nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> going, going to go watch. Yeah, killing them all. There's like minimal dialogue. <laughs> like, 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 like the opening scene is just yeah. him leaving nowhere and going to yeah. go watch. Like no explanation whatsoever. Yeah. I would be like the Living Daylights, the Bond movie, where he just goes after Blofeld for the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. And then he comes back to nowhere, and Mantis like, "Where'd you go?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, and like, had, had to go return some videotapes, yeah. <laughs> like something like and that, right? Like, you know? Oil yeah. dripping all yeah. over him. <laughs> Oh, God, that would be amazing. So that is it for us. Uh, This is our uh, 2022 year interview special. Uh, Thank you for listening not only to this episode, but uh, for the whole year. Uh, We're looking forward to uh, 2023. We have plenty of of new things coming out. Um, We'll have to talk about the new Fast and Furious. We'll have our our Halloween special. Do you know who the main um, villain is? Freddy Krueger. For Fast 10, part one. Jason Momoa? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Uh, did yeah. you just say Fast Ten Part One? They said yeah. that they think they're going to split it into two. That's All right, I'm done. End the, end the fucking episode. So it's end ten part one, episode. not eleven. <laughs> end the fucking episode. I'm done. <laughs> All right. So my name is Ed. I'm Matt. I'm Will. And this is, is Cannon, Cannon Fodder. Fodder.